When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Almost half of all Americans now own a smartphone. It seems these days most kids can navigate the tablet better than their parents. With all this modern technology, how do we create a safe environment for our children but still let them have fun and learn on our phones or tablets? I'm John O'Reil, founder of FamilyFriendlyVideoGames.com and co-author of the Modern Parents Guide to Kids and Video Games. And this is Parent Savers, episode 18. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Casey Wilt. You can now take Parent Savers with you wherever you go. Our apps are now available in the Amazon Android market and the iTunes App Store. They have great features like the ability to start your favorite episodes and as well as instant access to the most recent episodes and social networking sites. So it's another great way to get parenting information. Another way is to subscribe to our Parent Savers newsletter. It's featuring exclusive behind-the-scenes content from our show, special giveaways, discounts, and more. So visit our website, parentsavers.com, for more info. I am a new parent myself. My son, Carson, is now 20 months old, and I'm joined by four new parents here in the studio. Hello again. My name is Owen. I uh, own a video marketing and website development company in Oceanside. I've got three kids, a five-year-old, a 14-month-old, and a four-week-old. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. Yeah, so we haven't slept in a while. (laughs) I know, I bet. We don't need to sleep anymore. Hi, my name is Todd Wood. I'm 40 years old. I work for the Department of Defense. I have one uh, daughter who is 15 months old. Hey, my name is Benjamin Martin. I'm 26, and I run a business in Oceanside, custom graphics, woodworking, etc. I have a two-month-old little girl. Um, I'm really short on sleep, in case you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's awesome. I love it. Hi, my name is Colin Rand. Um, I am 32 years old. I have two wonderful boys, one five years old, and the other is two, and they give me a run for my money every single day. <laughs> they give me uh, a run for my money. I, I, Between I want a Sprite and no lettuce on my taco. It's, it's very picky sometimes within my kids' uh, meal situation. Um, but I, I also uh, own an entertainment company as well. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Today in our news headlines, here is the line. Drop the pasta, Dad, and no one gets hurt. And it talks about how once you start having kids, you know, if your kid's a picky eater, like you were just saying, your kid's a picky eater and they leave this on the plate and they leave that on the plate, well, 
what are dads for? They're the little garbage pail. You know, you shovel it in your mouth and everything else. Is that true in your house? The problem with me is that Kanan loves his greens. Uh huh. So he'll leave half a burger on his plate and eat the bun. <laughs> see, the problem is, is that my plate is so full anyway. I, but his his leftovers become my late night snack. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I actually figured that like at restaurants now, I'll order less for me, knowing that I'm going to end up oh, cleaning up after those guys. That's a good idea. Guys. Well, the chicken nuggets kind of look so good. Like, <laughs> you know what? Just get them a 20 piece McNuggets at McDonald's, and I'm not really not going to get anything because I'll end up eating most of those anyway. I ask for the kids menu. <laughs> that's a good tip. Too. Well, and this article said that it found that the father's risk of obesity rises four percent with each child and a mother's raises seven percent well i mean that's obvious but it said warm women have hormonal changes so what's your excuse <laughs> <laughs> tasty <laughs> right you know? you know i mean i think there's less time for me i feel an obligation that you know it's no longer about taking care of myself i'm taking care of my right. family and i almost feel selfish if i'm taking time away and it's wrong i shouldn't do that you've got to take care of your body but i was in the best shape of my life when my first son was born and now five years later I'm not there anymore. Well, you're so preaching to the choir. I, I was an Adonis. I was literally in the gym three, right. four days a week. I was in the best shape of my life. I was doing 5Ks and 10Ks. I was mountain biking. Um, and that's what I think attracted me or attracted my wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. uh, and then we had kids almost right away. So um, I, I actually – and I'm still in, in decent shape. I'm, I got married at a size 32 waist. I'm now a size 35-ish waist. And I, I got a health test, and I was obese for the first time in my life. Really? Yeah. Now, I, you know, body, BMI, it, you could argue that a little bit on how scientific it actually is, but it was a wake-up call for me. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've lost 30 pounds since then. That's <laughs> such a lie. I've known Colin since high school, and we're, we're both uh, – we're uh, we got, we've got some weight to lose. Uh, you were about I, to say something to God? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually, the article actually said not only do we finish our food, but it's the palates. So it's our refrigerators and dinner tables have begun to bend to the palates of our children. So you're eating goldfish. Right. I mean, did you have goldfish when you were in your twenties? You oh, know, absolutely. The multicolored or just the orange? The, fla- the flavor blasted. You got yeah. these new fangled <laughs> goldfish. I don't want anything to do with them. Well, right. the the thing that I find, especially with with my kids, because they are picky eaters, like Owen said earlier, uh-huh. um, but they're healthy eaters. Um, in, in the fact that I'm having my own plate and I'm eating fast to try and get to them yeah. to help them right. eat as well. And what I'm doing is I'll go and get a second helping. To actually show them, hey, look, guys, this is oh. actually really good. And so I'm trying to set that example of you need to eat these um, either vegetables or this protein like salmon. And, and my son, my five-year-old son, Lucas, his favorite, if you ask him, his favorite dinner is salmon and broccoli, um, which is <laughs> awesome. which is really cool. But what I'm finding is he's watching me eat and then he's not eating himself. So I'm going to get more, say, okay, let's have a contest. Who will eat more? Here, so it's it's a little different. Yes, I'm eating more. I'm going to get a second helping, mm-hmm. but it's also it's more to set an example of, you know, of what I, we need to eat. I, I eat less at home and more. It's like you were saying, like you want to spend time with your kids. So I I rush home just to get home for the end of dinner, and and I I picked up some Wendy's on the way, and my wife hates that. She, you know, I had dinner here, but it's like, yeah, but you're already an hour into it. And I, I want to go be with my kids, you know what I mean? Because I get home maybe 6, 7 o'clock. That's right at bedtime. So I, I get home. I don't want to sit down and eat. I want to I help clean them up, give my wife a break, and play with the boys for an hour before they go to bed. So, you know, you've got that fast food thing that happens. Um, and that happens, you know, pretty often in my line of work. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that 
the convenience of food that sometimes you can just fall in love with it and then get in patterns with let's just go with the easy stuff as opposed to the healthier stuff. It just takes a little more time to cook that healthy stuff, and it's it's great to get that in your life. And don't get me wrong. It's not that we completely get away from the fast food or the convenience of, of getting something quick to go, um, and, and that can also come back. And it's a double-edged sword when, when, you're, when you're trying to set an example of what to eat. They'll look at you and, and see that salmon and broccoli and eat it, but then they'll also see you eating the uh, the double double or the yeah. you know yeah. the bacon and cheeseburger and they go oh I like that uh, or well dad's eating that so right. I must eat that too you know well I guess we we should not a quote that it said in the article says your eating food is not helping anyone else who is starving so I guess remember that one it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today on Parent Savers, we have John Real, author and video game insider, plus he's a concerned dad, here to talk with us about technology and our toddlers with the ever-present smartphones and tablets. So what do doctors say about this? <laughs> well, you know, the American Academy of Pediatrics uh, recommends that kids under two have no screen time at all. But I don't know that that's really realistic. And the thing about those studies is technology changes so quickly that there aren't really a lot of established studies for doctors to look at to see the impacts of current technology and smartphones on kids today. So what they do is they go to the, the screen that's been around the longest, the screen that's been around for, what, 60 years, 50 years now, the TV. And they base a lot of the research on TV. So a lot of that's based on their kind of imp- seeing impact of kids sitting in front of a TV, watching a show, and saying, you know what, kids under two don't need that in their lives. But these these screens on the tablets and smartphones are a little bit different. So there's some doctors that say, you know, there's some doctors that point to that and say, don't do it. If you can avoid it, don't do it. There's some doctors that say, you know what, it's fine. There's really nothing to worry about that much. Just don't do it too much and do it a little bit in moderation. Um, so you, you'll see different opinions from different doctors. The official line is no screen time under two. But I think we can probably all attest a little bit that that's just not realistic and not the reality of the world we live in right. today. Well, my question is I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old, and my son – my oldest loves to watch TV. What do I do with the two-year-old while uh, he's watching TV? Yeah. Am I just, oh, he can watch it, but you can't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and w- when you start throwing older siblings into the mix, you know, w- all the kids want, I mean, starting at, we have a 15-month-old now, and I mean, it's it's starting at about, you know, 10 or 11 months. Yeah. They just want to do what their Whatever. brothers are doing, what their sisters are doing, what their parents are doing. And if they see people playing with the device, watching TV, and and if you've got your five-year-old watching Phineas and Ferb or Busy Town Mysteries, and your two-year-old's probably going to be sitting right down next to him and just get sucked into the show as now, well. Now, the difference, though, with the TV, and this is kind of what you were talking about, is the yeah. TV uh, is is a it's not an interactive device. Right. You know, the TV you know delivers a message to you, whereas the video game requires uh, a response. You know, my 15-month-old, he or 14-month-old, he'll have the uh, the uh, smartphone, and as soon as it asks him to do something. He's out. He doesn't right. get it. You know what I mean? Half the time, his fingers are on the screen the whole time, <laughs> and it pauses the game, mm-hmm. so to speak. 
Um, so there, there is a difference there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's an interactivity to these tablets and apps, and there's definitely this level of, you know, kids need to be old enough to kind of understand that. I think when kids, even like before one years old, you know how kids just want to grab everything, put it in their mouth. I think there's that aspect of sure. the first thing. I mean, they see their parents with it all the time. And, yeah. I mean, it's... I'll admit I need to do a better job of it. I'm sure we all do. But we check our phones. We check our emails. We we see what's going on with the score of the game. And kids see that and want to model that behavior. And kids just want to grab what everyone else has. And and I think it's starters, like before they turn one, they just want to chew on it and see what it tastes like. But as they get to maybe around like 18 months old, I think they start to figure out that – hey, this can actually – I can control this and that's right. when they can start kind of understanding that it's more than just – if it asks them something, they don't throw it away. Then they kind of start realizing, hey, I can slide that bar across and unlock right. it. I mean kids can do that before their second birthday. There's a, a viral video online um, that show, and it's a few months ago. It showed a, a little girl with the magazine. Did you see that? Yeah, and, so. and she had the iPad, um, and uh, she's you know flipping through it. Not you mm-hmm. know she's just flipping through it, but she's actually engaging it. And then they give her a magazine, and she's doing the same thing with the magazine and can understand why it's not doing anything. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. And that was under two years old type of a. It's a it's a brave new world. You know that that we're we're in here. Absolutely. If you think about it, I mean, for these kids growing up now, I mean, our. All, this generation, they're not going to know a world without touchscreens. That's right. It's wow. weird to them. It's crazy. And some yeah. amazing touchscreens. These are not like I had a I had a tablet a computer. It, you know, the, the screen flipped around as this behemoth in 2007. Those were the beginnings. Right. This is a whole new type of technology that is it's incredible. It, it it's going to be to them if it if you can't touch a TV or a screen and manipulate it on it. I mean, it's going to be like. Us looking at a phone with a cord on it. Like, what? <laughs> right. What's the point of that? And, you know, it's interesting. We just did some traveling, and, and my son, uh, we, we stayed in a hotel, and he picks up, you know, the hotel's got the big, you know, rotodial phone or whatever, and he goes and he picks it up, and he puts the receiver on his ear, and my wife and I were just like, how did he know that that was a phone? You know, because he's never right. seen this device before. But there's some in- intuitiveness about that. You know, now he does the same thing with the remote control. Yeah. So, it, it, right. you know. My son is with a calculator. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. I think they just assume everything's a phone now. Yeah, possibly. It could be. It, it could be. So what's the p- potential uh, negative effects, like addiction or anything like that? Well, so there's a lot of, you know, as I was saying, there's not a lot of studies that are really done. So a lot of the negative effects are anecdotal. And I think there's things that maybe we've seen or that we've read about. I read a recent journal, uh, story in the Wall Street Journal about uh, this reporter who they took a cross-country trip with their two-year-old, and they said it was just amazing. They played with the iPad. They watched it. They, they played a couple games. They watched videos. They loved it. But then they started to notice that every time they would give it to her, she would just get this laser focus and completely shut out the world, and it started mm-hmm. disturbing them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's one of the concerns that – I mean, it's, it's legitimate, and I don't know that there's any quantifiable data that I've found about it, but I think parents can kind of use their gut and say, yeah, I think that there's something that's drawing them in, and it's too much, and it's to the detriment of things to the outside. I think – I, I think that you're also – you're conditioning your child to the screen, and that's my biggest concern. I studied media. I have a degree in media, um, and – uh, the the do violence does violence cause or, or does do video games cause violence debate rages on even to this day, mm. and um, I, I think what a, a big problem is we see the same thing with my five year old uh, he laser focused in on the uh, on the device and 
Um, afterwards, there is a really bad attitude, disobedience, rebellion, it's mm. eye, temper tantrums. And this is not my son, mm-hmm. you know, and we look at it as like this really odd behavior that's coming as a result of I wanted to be in that video game where I'm beating up bad guys and I'm using swords and using knives, even on these more or less docile video games. But even on the kids games, you're popping balloons and you're shooting bow and arrows at, at the, the alphabet and, and things like this. And you're conditioning them that fun comes from the ding and then when they get into more aggressive games and more aggressive tv shows they're still it's they go from the smartphone to now the television to now the movie screen to the computer screen and gaming and so on and so forth and you're creating that that's that's what i worry about when it comes to the addiction yeah and i think the issue becomes that smartphones and tablets are really good and provide really compelling experiences for kids and for grown-ups that they want to play with it Mm -hmm. i mean i would wonder if if he was engaged in a magical make-believe play in his puppet theater at home and he, he was pulled away from it for some reason, if he might have some of the same reactions because he was so engaged and engrossed in the world. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know that I, he gets that engaged in those. Right. And, you know. Well, and I, and I think it, it, it's one, it's the conditioning and one, it's the – and two, it's the convenience of what we have that's right. available. That's right. Um, but it's also – I think it's up to the parents to determine what's on that smartphone, what's yeah. on the tablet. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we have games that we enjoy playing as adults that may be a little more fun and youthful for us to play but are too mature for the kids to be playing and we allow them to use those, we, we've gone astray from what, we're, what we really ethically should be giving our kids at that point. Um, but if we give them the availability to... Uh, painting with your finger on the tablet or um, learning your ABCs um, or, uh, you know, a a talk back type of application where you're talking to a a cat and it talks back to you, that kind of thing. Uh, Yeah, exactly. If we give them those type of interactions to to do, is that necessarily um, going to instill some type of value of uh, this is this is fun in a positive and principled way as opposed to this is fun in a destructive and tormented way. Um, and if we give that, um, I don't see a problem with, with letting them use that on a regular basis. I mean, yeah, Toy, I think parental engagement and involvement is key. I mean, the, the parents need to know what's on the tablet, what's on the smartphone, especially, you know, really for kids of all ages, but especially for the youngest kids, you need to make sure that you know what they can possibly be accessing and ideally that you're finding some apps uh, that they can get in and they're not going to get out. They're, I mean, we all know that there's these crazy apps now that they give them to you, they're free to play, that they encourage you to go click through and buy more stuff and, and do things in game. And especially for even kids under four years old, they don't understand that. And for two-year-olds, all they need, like you like you were saying, they don't even want to be asked to do that many different quote-unquote right. fun things. They just want to watch things and maybe hear a couple funny noises and, right. and interact with it. So, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that we – we were looking for in in i in in smartphone apps uh, is some uh, interactivity some stimulation and looking for some hand eye coordination and things like that and other benefits i mean are you seeing uh, do you have any ideas as to what benefits there may be uh, in in this type of activity well yeah i mean so certainly there are definitely you know there's educational benefits not only through the coordination but through you know this this idea that this generation is so different and that technology is going to be part of their lives. Like, are they, you know, some parents may ask, are they not going to be, uh, are they going to be at a disadvantage if they don't know how to do these skills? Right. 
Uh, and so I think that, you know, that's one of the benefits. And I think that these phones, in addition to hand-eye coordination and, you know, kind of spatial recognition with some of these puzzle games, um, they can teach the basics too. They can help be tools to kind of augment learning the ABCs, the colors, the shapes, all those things. I think there's definitely a lot of great education. Now, it. you talk to some of these um, social psychologists and whatnot about like the baby Einsteins um, mm-hmm. uh, and these that other whole- types of programs. Yeah, and they tell you, hey, it doesn't work. It's it's worth I, I can't understand how my kid hearing the alphabet and hearing colors is not doing something positive. Right. But they'll tell you, hey, there's no benefits to this. I completely disagree with that. And my from my experience with my son, my oldest, we did nothing but give him Brainy Baby and Baby Einsteins. And he knew his full alphabet by 18 months. Hmm. Wow. Well, and that underscores a great point. You know, researchers and studies can say all it is, but as parents – we got to follow our gut and we got to go experiential or, or, you know, follow our gut and kind of see, you know, here's what I think this is, or Ooh, I'm a little bit concerned that he has tunnel vision right now, or yeah, how can it not be good for him to hear this classical music? In My the kid knows the theme song to cheers. <laughs> you know, so. Does he know everybody's name? Why is it important uh, from the, to play together with your children, with these, uh, these devices? Well, you know, that's, it's it's a good point. It's important because then, you know, these don't have to be – the concept that we're talking about here isn't necessarily, you know, here, let's just hand the kid the smartphone or not hand the kid the smartphone. You can play together and be engaged. And just as playing with them and the benefits of play are well documented for parents to engage with their kids, um, it's super important to play with your kids because you're coming up with common experiences, doing them together. And you can there, – there's apps these days, like there's a virtual tea party app that – you know, there isn't so much a game as it is. You set the, the tablet down on a table. Mm-hmm. You decorate it. You put pick out the tablecloth. You pick out the teacups. And the idea is that you sit around with your kid with some stuffed animals and you just have a pretend tea party using that huh. as sort of a way to augment how you're playing. You know, it's not necessarily the proposition of, oh, let's just get them completely sucked into the world. Right. Maybe these can be used as tablets for something, some other greater tor- type. And of you can be having play. conversation during, uh, you know, over a tea party, um, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can be talking about your day or, or what do you like to do and, and, and uh, you know, get into imagination because one of the concerns for me with a a lot of the the corporate uh, style games, you know, they were movies and now they're games and they're action figures is the kids will play the movie and they get stuck in, you know, my son, for example, has his, um, you know, Star Wars figures and he plays the Star Wars movie. There's no imagine. There's no new game there. There's no new mm-hmm. adventure. It's always this is episode one and this is episode two. And so we try to get in there and use the lightsabers in a different way. You know, and and we make up a new battle to get him thinking outside of that programming uh, that's kind of been thrust on him through visual stimulation. And so I, I like that idea for the the tea party game and right. other games like it because it, it gets a conversation going, and it's not a a system. Well, the reality is though, to be honest, when I hand my child the iTouch, it's to get him out of my hair. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I understand the, and I play with my son and stuff, but it's trains and it's on the ground with the tracks and stuff like that. But so is it okay to play without parental supervision? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's fine. And I think it goes, um, over to Colin's point earlier about parents need to know what it is they're playing. I mean, you wouldn't want to just 
set your kids free on either your phone that has inappropriate content on it or in a game that you've never checked out or tested before. I mean, as long as you know and you're confident on what the games are that they're playing, I don't think there's a problem. And I think that we can talk a little bit later about some good time limits and some ideas for times. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely fine. I think that, what is it, Common Sense Media, I was looking up a stat that 40% of kids between two and four years old are playing with their smartphones. And I actually think that that's going up now. Yeah. I think that that study was about a year and a half old, and I think that the number's got to be over 50% mm -hmm. now. I mean, it's just a fact and a reality of life. And how great to get that moment of just kind of relief when you're mm -hmm. 18 months old. Ah, ah, I hate, it's, the only, it's <laughs> the only way my husband and I get dinner together at exactly. a restaurant. I, I see. I don't get that. When my kid, my 14-month-old, has a $400 device in his hands, I'm not calm. <laughs> you know what I mean, but it's for us. It's the old phones. It's How, the recycled. Yeah. Like the you know we mm -hmm. we bought the new generation. The kid gets the old generation. Well, and actually, we had a comment on our Facebook page about someone who wanted to mention that there's a Fisher Price um, type oh, thing. It's awesome, and it's like that. 15 bucks, and you stick your phone in. And the best part of it is, my son always likes to push the button. So he's playing a game. He pushes the button, and it's over. This best part of it, it has a screen across the button, and they can't push the button. They got handles, and he can throw it on the ground. We've and it's seen it. Totally we love it. Thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, how cool is that? That, that company is kind of embracing it. But, it and that, but that also underscores the point. If everyone was really following this American Academy of Pediatrics recommendation to not let kids play under two, Fisher-Price wouldn't be making yeah. that toy. Well, we all know happen. the reality of what that is. So. <laughs> exactly. When we, when we come back, we'll talk about good apps for our kids as well as teach you about parental controls. So we'll be back shortly. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back with John Rio here to talk with us about technology and our toddlers. So, John, what are some good apps for our toddlers or even younger? Yeah, so I mean, I've 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 got a list here of some game, some apps. You know, I say games, and you know, really, it kind of blurs the line between the two um, that are good for like kind of a broad range of ages. Uh, Zoo Train um, is this, by this company called Busy Bee Studios, and it's great for young kids, two year olds, three year olds. And, you know, what you can find is games like this. If you can find a, a place like Busy Bee that it's parents that work there, it's parents that design these apps and they have young kids. So they make them with those in mind. So if you search for them on the app store, you could see all their apps. Um, but Zoo Train and Bug Games are a couple that they have. But another app that's really great is this app called the Moogies. And Moogies, spell that one. M-O-O-G-I-E-S. And what it really is, is it's an interactive cartoon. And it it goes to uh, the point that Owen was making earlier about you know kids not necessarily even wanting to do much with it than just interact. And you get these these scenes of these uh, animals doing funny things, like maybe there's a horse exercising or a mouse in a laboratory, and you touch different parts and different funny things happen. Like the exercise ball blows up and the horse goes flying ah, across the cool. screen. And it's just different ways that they can keep interacting in the funny environment. And as we all know. Two and three year olds will just do the same thing over and over and over again, and it, and it's hilarious. So that's the Moogies, and it's pretty great. That's interesting because we, with the fourteen month old uh, Jameson, is always pressing the buttons and he presses the ads and stuff like that. And then it's ah ah ah, you know, it's like hey, get me back to where I was. We put on music and give it to him. 
Nice. And they just like looking at the album yeah. cover. And it exactly. Yeah. And, and they can forward through the song and go to the next song and, and whatnot. But that Moogie's app sounds like right up his alley because it yeah. is even old. I mean he's almost two, I guess, but um you know, he I need to give just give him something that will just go and there's not gonna be pop ups and there's not gonna be like you're saying, right. getting out of the well, app. And, and that's the key. I mean, that's it's really hard to ask people to spend their hard and earned money on things. And it's so easy when there's so many free apps available. Mm-hmm. You think, let me just go see what's hot in the free apps. But, you know, these apps that I'm kind of talking about, they maybe cost 99 cents. Maybe it's a dollar 99 for a couple that I'm going to talk about. But you can be sure that once they're in the app, they're not getting out of it. They're not being exposed to these extra mm-hmm. ads or extra ways. To I'd get pay out 4.99 of it. for a good app, though. I mean, to yeah. keep my kid. You know, occupy. I did four ninety nine for an app that teaches me Spanish. Did you really? Yeah, <laughs> and it actually was awesome. I love it. I was playing it every single day because it was. Um, it, it had all of them. It had so many different levels too. So I just moved up in the level and had games to play it. So Arriba. Well, I know. And the, <laughs> the thing I think about is, if am I going to spend ninety nine cents on an app or a dollar ninety nine or four ninety nine uh-huh. on an app for for my child to be interactive and to learn something mm-hmm. and to be captivated for a short amount of time, or am I going to go and spend ten dollars or eleven dollars on a board game that he's not as mm-hmm. into and you will know, swallow he, the pieces mm-hmm. exactly? I, I, so ninety nine well, cents or. Ten ninety nine, and that's why I like these suggestions because I feel like when when you ask me to pay five dollars for an app and I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, then I'm not going to buy it. I know there's reviews and stuff like that, but right. we'll have Jotter up in some more segments um, on Parent yeah. Savers telling us of some more apps that we can do to download. But how long should we let our kids play? Well, that's you know, there's no exact guideline, and that kind of goes parent to parent. I think that once kids, even really before their second birthday. Um, and as they approach your second birthday, it changes. So maybe around 18 months, they're really not going to play long enough that I think that anyone's going to be concerned about before mm-hmm. they kind of lose interest and want to move on. I think that their attention spans are kind of shorter. But as they approach their second birthday, that's where I think you might want to start thinking about setting limits. For us, we do something around, you know, 20 minutes or, you know, slowly maybe build it up to a half hour. And as they get older, you build it up. But I think that an important tip and what, you know, we recommend in some of our books and what other experts say is, you know, balance out that playtime. If they are on the screen, you know, make sure that they have at least a minute or two for every minute that they play on screen that they're playing outside Mm -hmm. or doing some sort of engaging real-world play. And, I mean, and enforce it and time it. And, you know, either set a timer to count down the time to play or keep track. And if they play for 20 minutes, make sure they spend 40 minutes outside. Hmm. That's a good... And not outside banging on the window, can I come in and play video (laughs) games again? Because you're going to get that. You know, and a, a, a lot of the games have will I think that we'll have timers I don't I don't mess too much with parental controls you were asking a little bit yeah, about that you know what I have a 2 month old I don't mm-hmm. have anybody older than that so help me out here how do you use parental controls like yeah. on an app or anything like that to it, keep them from going into ads or anything else it's 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 super important and it, and this is probably the most important thing that any parent that's going to let their kids play with a tablet or the smartphone need to do and uh, Apple and the other devices make it really easy you go into the settings on the device and it's usually device related and not app related mm-hmm. okay so and, it's settings related not app related yeah so you need to go to the settings on the device and you know there is um there's this thing called in-app purchases you know for example and what you want to make sure is to disable that that takes away any chance 
that absolutely they're not spending you know, two ninety nine here and yeah. nine cents there and it, buying, yeah. True exactly. story. Our three year old was playing the Smurfs game and bought one hundred twenty dollars worth of Smurf berries <laughs> playing the Smurfs game. And you know, there's been you know this was a couple years ago and they've kind of changed how they deal with the passwords and there was some shadiness. If you read about the subject, sure. there was some shadiness. You can't that, trust a Smurf though. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the Smurf? Like that's what I said yeah. when I found out about it. That was shady Smurf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, you can t- just turn off the ability to do in app purchases. Chances are you're not going to miss it using it on your phone, and to make sure that kids aren't going to be able to do it. Now you can also, you know, tweak other things and other uh, other ways that they can access information through the settings on the device, and that's the key. And I've got, I've got. Some <laughs> we're tips all, we're that, all sitting can, here. Everyone's got yeah. their iPhone out and working on their <laughs> settings. And yeah, and I it. can make sure to uh, to give that info to KC to make sure that you can post it on the site. That or, sounds great. Or get a link to show it where we have it on our site on Family Friendly. Or video get game. the app. <laughs> Parent Savers app. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks so much to John O'Reilly for helping us learn about keeping our kids entertained and educated safely. If you want more information on John's businesses, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website or visit www.familyfriendlyvideogames.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Before we wrap up today's show, here is a segment on how to better protect your children. Hey, Parent Savers, this is Detective Damian Jackson with the Escondido Police Department's Family Protection Unit and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force here in San Diego, California. As part of the Escondido Police Department's ongoing series of community outreach education to help families enhance their personal safety, I'm here today to talk to you about family tree stickers on the back of your car. You know the ones I'm talking about. Why on earth do you have them on there? Every time I'm driving behind someone that has those stickers, I want to get out of my car at the next red light, pull out a razor blade, and scrape those things off the window. Of course you're proud of your family. Who wouldn't be? They're the most awesome people in the world, and they're your pride and joy. So what's the harm in having these stickers? Let me paint a scenario for you to ponder. Let's say a local child predator has spent some time driving behind you, studying the names below those stickers on your back window. I mean you have them all conveniently listed, right down to the family dog. Then they happen to chance across one of your children and has this little exchange with them. Billy! Billy! Oh, I'm so glad I found you. Your dog Rex got hit by a car and your mom, Jennifer, had to go get your sister, Alice, and take her to the veterinarian. Hop into my car real quick and we'll call your dad, Bob, on the way over there. Well, as you can see, what might seem like an innocent set of stickers on the back of your car can open you and your family up to being victimized by predators. If a stranger walked up to you somewhere and asked you what your children's names were, would you tell them? Of course you wouldn't. So why would you openly advertise it to hundreds of strangers every single day on the open road? Scrape those things off and protect your family's privacy. 
For more information on how you can help keep your family safe, visit us on Facebook or Twitter at forward slash Escondido Police. With the Escondido Police Department and the San Diego Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, I'm Detective Damian Jackson, reminding you and your family to be smart and be safe. That wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions for our expert about today's show or the topics we discuss, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com or Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Coming up next week, we're talking about the secrets to getting your baby to sleep through the night. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.